Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's guest might be one of the most interesting, hardworking, and exciting people we've had the pleasure to interview. That is Lauren Mary Kim. My name is Mark Sorianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life magazine. Lauren Mary Kim started out in the world of dance, and she made her way into a world very familiar to our guests, which was Taekwondo, where she achieved her first Don Black Belt. From there, she went on to study Wushu, Salat, Filipino martial arts, Jeet Kune Do, Capoeira, weapons, and made the transition into becoming a stunt performer, uh, a motion capture artist, a stunt coordinator, and the production of high-end martial arts and action content. While you may not be fully familiar with her name or face, you have probably seen her in everything from Netflix's Daredevil series, The Defenders, The Mandalorian, Furious 7, The Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, Star Trek, more video games than I could possibly count. And if I were to take the time to read the list of all of the projects that she has done in her career, my intro would actually be longer than our interview. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. I would encourage you to check out her YouTube channel. She has some uh, great features there. She has a number of different things, including a an independent uh, self-produced series called The Kali Diaries. I have uh, attached to our post uh, episode number 10, which has a Taekwondo feature in it. I encourage you to follow her career and to enjoy the exciting work of one of today's leading martial arts action stars, Lauren Mary Kim. On a housekeeping note, uh, don't forget to check out our multimedia content. This interview, like several of the ones that we've done recently, is not only on our podcast forum, but appears on our YouTube channel, Taekwondo Life Magazine, where you can check out the video component of my interview with today's guest, Lauren Mary Kim. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking a little time to talk. Yeah, to of course. Well, that's great. That's great. I love your um, your statue. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> thanks. That is really great. I do interviews every part, different part of the my house. <laughs> that's great. You know what? It's weird because um, a lot of people, you know, now under this format, like you know, people are concerned about you know privacy issues. So I, I hear people saying like. You know, they're not sure the right place to do it and, you know, what they want to show and what they don't want to show. It's like something you have to be conscious of that's yeah. different from things we thought about before, you know? Yeah, totally. So what part of the country are you in? Um, L.A. Oh, you're in L.A. How is it out there now? Um, not good. <laughs> Shutting down, right, a little bit and going back? Yeah, we, uh, we are on another semi-shutdown right now because our numbers are high. That's what about right. you? Where are you at? Um, we're in New York, so it's it's better. We were really bad. It was better. Um, I'm right outside the city now. I mean, I'm I'm in and out of the city, but 
uh, it's still very cautious. And, you know, there's still this unbelievable fear that the numbers are going to go up and, you know, we're waiting to see what happens. So are you guys in phase four? We're in phase four. It's really weird. Like uh, I'm, I'm right on the borderline. Like my, my residence is on the borderline of the city, but I'm, my office is in the city. So where my residence is, is like deep into phase four, much more open, but the city's in phase four, but it's, it's a restricted phrase phase four. So there's not a lot of uh, like indoor restaurants aren't open and gy- no gyms are open around in this region. Um, I'm sure it's the same by you. So yeah, things can open outside. Right. <laughs> like, so there, our governor said that the hair salons and nail salons could open outside, but how, yeah, that's a weird, that? yeah. you know, it's, it's a weird investment of capital for a lot of these small businesses who don't have it. Yeah. Like you completely retrofit your, your business to move it outside. It's like building a whole new business. It's with totally. people have money. So and they say 85% of uh, small businesses or like restaurants will go out of business. I saw that from the national restaurant association. It's really sad. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, we're hanging on tight. So it's interesting. So, and again, thank you. We're, um, for talking to me today and do you prefer um do you use the full because i see in some places it's just lauren kim in some places it's mary um it's lauren mary kim what do you prefer um i think lauren mary kim because okay. that's like all my instagram and facebook pages the full name okay so yeah. we're, talking, we're talking today um, uh with lauren mary kim and i appreciate you talking to me and i was thinking about you when i was going through i spent the whole week like uh, really going through a lot of your stuff, which you were probably the hardest working person in all of show business. Uh, you oh. probably have appeared in more things in the past um, few years than, than than almost anybody. That it's just amazing the amount of work um, that you've done, deservedly so, and you're blessed. But in a time like this, when we've been shut down, is that a, a blessing or a curse or a little bit of both for you? You know, with not being able to, you probably were working probably most weeks of the year, I would guess, before before this and traveling and stuff. Yeah, it's been really tough and weird uh, to uh, all of a sudden have a halt in your life. Um, in the beginning, like the first two months, I was like, ah, oh, this is great. I can do what I always wanted to do. And, you know, like I did a bunch of courses online. I was looking to tutorials and learning another language and like things I've always wanted to do and I, I've been able to do, which I'm like super stoked about, but now things are settling in that I'm like, wow, when am I going to get back to work? <laughs> so yeah, it's been definitely a big change. It's a very strange, strange. Yeah. So in looking at your stuff, I saw that you um, are seasoned martial artist, but you didn't get started as a child. You didn't get started young. You got started a little bit later. You did some dance and then you got involved in it a little bit later. Um, how did that come to be? How did you how did you come to get involved in, in studying the martial arts? Well, because I was a dancer, um, I've always been very physical, and um, with dancers, we're very uh, what's the word, coordinated, and we learn things fast. So when I moved to LA, um, I met a bunch of martial artists, and they're the ones that taught me at first, like kicks, basic kicks, basic punches, just basics. Um, and then from there, I just wanted more, like, I just wanted more knowledge. Um, I wanted to go straight to the source. So I went to Jun Chong, um, Taekwondo, um, in Los Angeles, and that was my first martial arts school. And I trained with him and I got my black belt as an adult. Um, and you know, the transition is easy from dance to martial arts because we have the flexibility, yeah. uh, didn't have the power though. So I had to really work on that. Um, you know, it's a different 
you know, different mindset in a way because uh, dancers are a little more like, I don't know. Uh, it's just more performance, you know. Sure. But, I mean, of course, Taekwondo is performance as well, but, you know, you have to have the intensity, uh, like I said, the power. And of sometimes course. you can tell when a dancer do, is doing martial arts, it looks too delicate. So, I, right. yeah, I had to really work on that. I was talking, I don't know if you know Waddy Jones, and he's a stunt guy, and, and we were speaking, and he did a lot of uh, dance before he got involved in the martial arts. And I really have come to the, I think, the conclusion that it's a much easier transition for a dancer to get into the arts than the other way around. Because I think you, you need a certain, even though you need rhythm for the, for the arts, uh, I mean, for uh, you do, uh, and a little bit of an understanding, and probably it helps you in a lot of areas. I think that because of the flexibility and because of the ability to understand routine and the ability to move that um, dancers, and, and you're right, I think then the component is just tying together um, some of the areas where you lock in the strength and, and things of that nature. But I think it, 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 the, it, from the people I've spoken to, it's a much smoother transition than the, let's say the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes martial artists can be more rigid when they go into dance. So they have to like let it go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's, a, it's an interesting mindset. So, and Taekwondo was your first, obviously. And you went, yes. and then uh, I see you've studied a, uh, a number of other arts. How did you make the transition from, although dance is performance, and I see you've done things in music videos, how did you make the transition from uh, being a martial artist to doing what it is you do um, in stunts and acting and motion capture and things like that? Was that something that you always wanted to do? Or was it one of those things where, you know, Chuck Norris tells the story of being a martial artist in competition and they were looking for uh, prospecting for movies and said, hey, this would be the great guy to, um, to do that and picked him out. What, what, was, your, what was your transition? Uh, mine was a lot different. So I obviously was a dancer first. I came to L.A. to pursue dance. Didn't even know about the stunt industry at all. Uh, was introduced by stunt people, martial arts because they were black belts in their respective uh, martial arts. And um, yeah, from there, it kind of coincided together. Like while I transitioned into the martial arts, I was also going into stunts as well. And I was learning about the industry and it kind of came, blossomed together, I would say. Yeah. What was your first, what was your first big um, uh, entertainment role that, that you did? Or what was the first thing that you did that wasn't, simply um you know something that was related to uh that you know that, that involved your your martial arts skills in in film or television or stunt work what was it what was that oh the first martial art project yeah what was the first project that you used your your, your kind of your skill set oh, okay oh man I can remember if you can't well what was what some of the early ones that you, that you worked I got to work with jackie chan early on in my career on rush hour three um, I got to double Sue Young and, um, I, I was of course nervous because Jackie Chan's a legend. Um, so yeah, I think he was one of my first ones that I can really remember, but man, I also did like a Danish film. Um, and it was like a martial art based Danish film and I was doubling like a Turkish actress. <laughs> I think it's like on my first reel or one of my early reels, but, um, I actually got to train with like the stunt coordinator who, um, is a big wushu guy. So I trained with him and his team before we actually started shooting. That's but great. Yeah. That's great. And working with Jackie Chan, you know, one of the interesting things is about um, the elevation of the industry, right? So uh, one of the things that I think has improved Western action and martial arts films is that there's been an, an, uh, an adopting of some of the ways in which Hong Kong and China 
and uh, Eastern martial arts films have been have been shot and have been choreographed. And, and so working with Jackie Chan, who's had such a <coughs> unbelievable prolific career, I, I'm sure that was probably a big a big deal for you, and and probably. Uh, an area where if it was earlier on in your career, you had an opportunity to learn a lot about stuff on the fly, right? Yeah. I mean, he taught me like hard work. I mean, I think in another interview, I noticed, I said that he was sweeping the floors before we were shooting because uh, he wanted it to get done faster. Um, so, you know, he has no ego when it comes to like job titles or whatever, because, you know, he's a star, but yet he's sweeping the floor. That's, so. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. He's got great, a great humility like it's a it's a true martial artist uh, i think mentality rather than a, a hollywood movie star kind of a kind yeah. of mentality so you had the skills in martial arts and you had the skills in dance what was your transition into like learning to do because there's a whole different skill set there for stunts and things of that nature right being able to make it look real you know be, be exciting be be limber um and then avoid being injured, right? We can all do crazy things, but but the probably the hardest part is not be, not injuring yourself. Where'd you where'd you learn that? How did that come about in terms of the evolution of of your life and your practice and things of that nature? Um, along the way, I met different stunt people that can help me and taught me how to fall correctly. Um, and, and sometimes in martial art classes, they would you know we would do falls just to you know, because we have to fall in class, you know, sure. so that actually helped a lot helping you learn how to fall correctly and not hurting your wrist or breaking your wrist or not getting whiplash when you fall to the ground and tucking your chin in. So yeah, those were all little, little like, um, tricks of the trade, like people would teach through the years. Um, and then, you know, of course you still will get injured or get knots in your shoulders or your neck. So I do try to take care of myself as much as I can, whether it's chiropractor, physio, massage, acupuncture, like I do it all. Preventative right. is always better to having like a healthy body and keeping it healthy. A absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's been one of the biggest challenges for people in this, uh, I know for me in the pandemic is, you know, trying to make sure you're getting trained to be able to, without going to a physical facility, being able to train every day, being able to, you know, at least the weather has been good. So that, you probably have good weather all year round, but around yeah. here, when we thought it was yeah. a pandemic, it was still it was still March, which around here, any given day, you could be really cold, really really windy, or you could be sunny. But now we're getting into the better, but you know, doing that kind of training and things of that nature. So I see that you um, you've done a lot of uh, you've moved a lot into into weapons and other forms of martial arts. How did that evolve? So ta you you were doing the Taekwondo, which you said you got your black belt. And then I assume you got exposed to other things. But how did you end up learning? Was it about your um, desire to do those things? Or was it it's sort of a professional development in terms of being able to create opportunity for yourself in, in roles? Um, how did the weapon work come around and the, and the other martial arts work come around? And, and, and tell me a little bit about that. Well, while I was training in Taekwondo, I was uh, simultaneously training in Wushu. Um, it was always an art that my a lot of my friends trained in, so um, they kind of got me into it. Um, it's beautiful. It's a lot like dance because it's all forms. They don't do any sparring. Um, it's exhausting because you're doing like a drop stance all the way, jumping and doing a jumping kick. So, um, and then I got to do weapons in that. I did um, saber and staff in that form of martial arts. Um, I just had a thirst for knowledge for martial arts. So after Wushu, I was like, okay, what can I do next? So um, a good friend of mine, Jeff Amata, I don't know if you guys know who he is. Um, sure. 
He did the Born Identity. He choreographed all those fights. Um, he comes from the Inosanto Academy uh, Martial Arts. So he got me into that school. And um, that's where I trained uh, Kali, Muay Thai, JKD, and Silat. Um, so, and then we, it's a lot of weapon-based uh, sure. training over there. Yeah, obviously the Kali is a lot sure. of sticks, swords, knives. Salat also is a lot of knives too, right? Yeah, there is. Um, the thing with Guru Dan is he kind of mixes all the disciplines together now because he wants everyone to learn everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, there is weapons in Silat, but I think we do more of it in the Kali classes. Sure, sure. That's a beautiful art. I mean, I really wasn't that familiar with it, but I did a program on, I, I went to uh, Iko Uwai school and did a, a whole program on Indonesian martial arts and all his movies and yeah. studying that just absolutely unbelievably um, wow. graceful and exciting and really, really um, great to watch and, and lends itself really to um, the, the screen, being able to, a lot of the stuff that you're doing, you know, I was, I was talking to uh, Juju Chan and one of the things mm -hmm. she said, which I never really thought about, I've been a Taekwondo practitioner my whole life, is that, you know, because of the Taekwondo, the grace of it, it lends itself to the screen because even though in a real street fight, people try to end those things really, really quickly, right? And, and try to, you're not trying to be, but for the film, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you want to see a lot of these more theatrical yeah. punches and things. So Taekwondo, Salat, and things like that, they lend themselves to some really, really enjoyable, you know, things in, in, in the fight scenes and things. Yeah, definitely. Wow, what was that thing that you did with Eco? That was we, did, um, we, we, we did a, a, retro, a retrospective, and we had done, um, we had received, I think, one of the, the films that he had worked on. Um, you know, we get a lot of them to do uh, reviews. And we didn't actually deal with him directly, but we dealt with all the people that were involved in a, in a lot of his uh, uh, filmmaking. And we did a retrospective on his career from Marantu all the way up through a lot of the more um, recent stuff. So I, it really let me to have to watch basically everything that he's been in, whether it was a minor role or a, or a major role and, and really get study. And, and like I said, I really didn't have a great understanding of Salat before, but I have a great respect for it right now. Great respect for him. He's a phenomenally talented. Uh, I think he's probably one of the most talented people in the, in the industry today and probably on a, not fully appreciated yet in the, in the, in yeah. the West. He, and he will be, I think really, really fully. Yeah, and he's so humbling. I I got to work with him on um, Mile... Oh, 22? Yeah, thank you. Mark like Wahlberg, me. right? That was yeah. Mark Wahlberg. That's a good movie. That's That movie, there's a couple of fight scenes in there where he really shines, but that movie doesn't really fully get to... You don't really fully get to appreciate him, but that's a good movie. Yeah. I, I, I I thought that movie was good. Was was real good. I think you really get to see more of his action in an American show is uh, Wu Assassins, if you yeah. saw Wu Assassins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and hopefully the second season. That's what we had interviewed um, Juju Chan about. Is uh, she plays uh, uh, right, right, and so uh, she she's she's couldn't tell me too much, but I know the second season of that is ah, coming out. So, so cool. Yeah, now you've done a, ver a whole variety of things. Um, in the interest of time, we won't have time to talk about them. You've worked with a ton of um, really famous people and 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 really gifted um, martial artists. What's the big difference for you in terms of using your skill set for? let's say uh, a movie where you're stunting or uh, like a, um, a television show where you get to have a sort of a recurring role, like in daredevil, right? You had a, a recurring, a recurring role. Whereas let's say in mile 22, you, you just had a, a role that's a, 
you know, it, it's sort of a closed situation. What's the difference for you in terms of, of, of that? Is it, is it really no big difference or is there a greater connection to the ones where you have the opportunity to do sort of an ongoing um, relationship like Daredevil? Yeah, like Daredevil, it was a totally different experience in like mile 22 because you get to work with the actors one-on-one and have a continuous relationship with them so you can help develop the uh the character with them um each scene you can like dissect like okay what is electra feeling right now let's try to emote those feelings while we do that scene but then now she's more vulnerable here so it's fun to like play with those different like character and then exude them in your physical uh, abilities as well um so yeah that the development of the character is like something that is like i love more it, when you get to work on like a project like daredevil um and it, you just get like a family vibe because you're working with these people week after week after week and it seems like never ending but yeah <laughs> but right. it's like it's like you see these people 12 plus hours a day so you really get to know people on set and um, and then when it's over, it's like, it's kind of like, wow, this is like graduating high school. And you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to see these people anymore. Right, right. And that led you to do other uh, projects in that universe, right? You were doing uh, Iron Fist and you were doing obviously Defenders as a, as a result of that. And, and all of those, so it leads to, to, to other work and, and continuation of the, of the relationship. I think it was a big disappointment for a lot of folks. And I understand probably it has to do with the transition to Disney Plus and things like that. But I think, you know, losing all of those Marvel shows uh, from uh, Netflix's platform, I think was probably, I'm sure it was disappointing for you in terms of work. But oh, yeah. from the fan standpoint, uh, it was certainly very disappointing. Yeah, I think there's a like a group called Save Daredevil. They're like trying really hard. They have like billboards in New York. I heard. Yeah. Save it. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably of all of those programs, that was probably the most beloved, and I think people felt the strongest connection to. And oh yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. yeah, And I I think the fights and things were so theatrical and so well done and yeah, well scripted. And and listen, I don't think it would be a shock to anyone if once things settle down, that Disney doesn't start to produce those on its own on its own properties as opposed to, to um, you know, doing it for Netflix or, you know, right. uh, especially with that kind of fan. Um, yeah. Yeah. That kind of fan. I wonder where it will go. They, they don't tell us anything, but I know, I know like Disney's doing their own other shows, Marvel universe shows. So right. I'm trying to go with that for now. <laughs> sure. Sure. What about you as a, um, as a fan, right? So, so you're involved in all these projects. I mean, everything from, rush hour to where you worked with michael jai white on um on black dynamite and all these programs that you've done are you a um a fan of the of the action genre from the standpoint of uh watching it were you always a fan of it or is it is it separate and, and apart like I, there are some people who are involved in doing what you do and and part and parcel of that is just that they love um from a a, a an entertainment standpoint and as a consumer standpoint they they get excited by it is that the case for you or is it is it very different from you in terms of your own personal consumption well when i see my own projects i'm like dissecting it like crazy i'm like oh man they should have used this angle why oh my i should have did it like this like i'm always like critiquing myself so i can't sure. even enjoy my own work but when i see other people's work um if it's really done well i'm just like in all of it and i try to look at it more as an entertainment thing sure. but you know of course i'm like oh what I dissected a little bit, but yeah, for sure. I, I love watching action and it's like something that drives me and it, it helps me become creative. I think 
and it helped it helps with like my, my own outlet because i have my own uh, youtube channel where i do a bunch of my own fights yeah and we're gonna post that and, I, and your your youtube channel is great it's extremely well done it's it's well produced i i, I really enjoyed it it's uh it's entertaining it's um it's definitely a good investment of time it's it's, it's got its own great entertainment value your your Kali series is great and and the and your some of the action reels that you have on there are really really great so we'll post that together with the um what, what, when we post this and we definitely encourage folks to to check that out i didn't really ask you and i didn't see i know that you know taekwondo is very big on um competition torn as you're coming up the ranks tournaments uh, whether it be sparring, whether it be pumse, whether it be creative stuff. When you were um, training in, in Taekwondo before you got involved in this industry, did you have an opportunity to do a lot of competing or was that really not within the, the realm of the stuff that you, you were involved in? Or did you enjoy that? Yeah, um, Jun Chong, we, he's a big competitive school. So they uh, we have our own tournament as well as other we go to other people's tournaments. So I did participate in some tournaments. I did some sparring. I did um, forums competition. Um, I think my first competition, I did a sparring one, and I hit a guy in the neck, and he got dazed. That's like good. I, it went through like the helmet. You know how like the helmet or the helmet. The, yeah, the, the helmet. Head gear, right. And it, you know how it has like the grill, but yeah. I guess it went through and hit him in the neck here. And then he was out for like a couple seconds. <laughs> I felt so bad. And then after that, cause I'm so empathetic. I just didn't want to hurt him anymore. And his, his mom was in the audience, like his family members. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. And then I let him hit me a bunch because I was like, I felt so bad. <laughs> was that uh, your favorite part of uh, competing? Did you like, let's say sparring more than Pumse or was it just, you know, overall trying different areas. Well, what's your perspective on it? I mean, I appreciate the sparring because it taught me so much about distance and uh, really humbling myself because I got beat so many times in class. Like, you know, and and it teach you it teaches you about your temper, right? So, like, you know, when you're first starting out, you just want to spar all the time and hit hard and see if you get them. And then if someone hits you, you want to hit them. Like, you don't want to feel like you get like tagged, but then after a while you you have to like check your ego at the door because you're like you, you know it's not really about this it's about training your skills and like having your reflexes like you right. know really come to play so it taught me so much and i can't tell you how many times i i broke my nose twice from sparring um wow. <laughs> yeah one time i got knocked out and not out completely um but like i was out just for, like i got knocked back and then um, I had to go to the hospital and get it put back in place. And then another time, like another, I was sparring like a teenage boy. And they're strong and fast, by the way. Sure. He also kicked me in the nose as well one time. And we were sparring really hard. And, you know, I cried. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, my sparring stories are very emotional sometimes. <laughs> I'm, a big, yeah, I, I'm a big believer that... Um, there's great value to getting hit in life. Not necessarily, nobody <laughs> likes to have their nose broken. Nobody no. likes, but I think that once you learn to be able to be hit and walk and be able to recover from it, that you learn a lot about yourself, right? Because people that are really, really oh, good yeah. and they can always, they're always fast, you know, uh, and they've never had the opportunity to be hit. They don't always know how they're going to react. I think if you, if you, if you take your fair share of shots in your life, you, it teaches, it's a, it is a good life lesson. I think there's a lot of, a lot of life lessons and it's one of the great life lessons of the martial arts in general, which is one of the things I love about being in, you know, being around it. So. Yeah. It taught me so much. And like, you know, there's always someone better than you. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then for some of us, there's a lot of people that are better than us. It's just now that I'm older, I, it's, I'm able to deal with it intellectually more. So Yeah, age like is a, an interesting thing, right? <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I'm like, oh, God, what happened? Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, speaking of age, so in terms of this age, there's so much, um, the world of uh, video games, right? Uh, I think the industry of video games probably just to a large degree for the younger people outpaces the realm of television and movies and things. And I really am not that much into it, but when I spoke to, um, I don't know if you know, uh, Tekla Hutirova, and she's done, she, we were talking a little bit when I spoke to her about motion capture and video games and things like that. And then in looking at your resume, I see that you've done a lot of work in this area, which to some degree is, like I said, is kind of odd because um, people that have an opportunity to see you would think about your television work and your movie work, but to some degree, probably work on video games is probably seen by more people around the world <laughs> than the others, just based on the, the demographics and things like that. How'd you get involved in that? And what kind of work do you do, you do with that? I see a ton of, a ton of these uh, motion capture, um, you know, things that you've worked on and, and everything from Mortal Kombat, Resident uh, Evil Six, um, Dark Souls, um, you know, even the ones that I that I, I don't recognize all of them just because of, of of I'm not in that world. But Call of Duty, I mean, there's some big names here. How do you get involved in that, and and what is your work on that? Um, I started mocap mo like probably at the beginning of my career because one of my friends owned a mocap studio, so he would hire me for like the lower budget stuff, and I was able to learn. I learned a lot from watching people like all the veterans and. You know, there's more acting involved. You have to definitely have, you know, put all, definitely your ego aside and just really just have no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, like inhibitions? Yes, exactly. Like, you know, if one day you may play like a, like a monster that's like seething, like, like, like drool and like, you know, um, so you have to really become the character with the breathing and like the movement. So you really have to like innate all that. So it's been acting. It's definitely acting coincides with that part of the industry, because if you don't have that, you know, animators can't help that, you know, too much. So they have to, they want to feel all the emotion in the characters. And so motion capture has been really great with that. And I've been able luckily to work on different shows because you know, I do try to bring the character as much as I can to each role. How does it compare physically in terms of your, um, the amount of uh, physical, the, what it takes out of you and the amount of uh, acrobatic type work that you need to do? How does motion capture compare from your experience to doing stuff like this, this, this stuff in movies and stuff in, in television? Is it similar in terms of the, the, the physical portion of it or is it more or less? Um, you know, every mocap shoot has been different. Like sometimes they want like a double flip, but I can't do a double flip like some gymnasts. So I'll just do one flip, but then they can recreate the second flip for you. Or they need the flip to be really high, but you know, I only can flip like a certain height. So the, the animators can help you. Um, but it is draining because there are no like setups. There's no makeup artists, there's no wardrobe. So you're not waiting in other departments. It's just you and 360 cameras and you're just shooting go 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 so yeah it's definitely a lot of different differences but um yeah it's it's just it's uh it's a world world really a crazy roller coaster variety are, are you a gamer do you then have the opportunity when you these things come out to sort of 
get the sense of yourself in, in when you play these games or are you not really in, into that world? Um, I play different video games. I play like mine, uh, what's it called? Uh, Clash of Clans. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, all right. I don't play like a lot of the, the video games because I get really stressed out. I think I watched my friend play Resident Evil once and I like was terrified. Because <laughs> yeah, they were like I jumping out at you and I'm like, oh my God, and I couldn't handle it. You know what? I think that's the biggest thing for me is I don't find it relaxing. I, I think it's it's not real. Like I, I try to do things that will that will help me right. unwind, and I just don't see that as being something that helps right. unwind because it is. You know, I see people playing; they they get really, really excited and really into it, which is great. Right. But it's just not my thing. Um, yeah, definitely. When all this craziness started with you having so much, were you in the middle of, because I've had an opportunity to speak to different people. We spoke a couple of weeks ago to Scott Atkins and he was in the middle of filming a, uh, something with Dolph Lundgren. And uh, I've spoken to, you know, various martial artists, people, are, you know, the world came to a grinding halt. Were you in the middle of a project when all this uh, occurred? And, and, and what do you expect is going to occur with that as we come out of it? Yeah, I was actually assistant coordinating a film with Jeff Amata um, in New York, actually. So we were there, uh, right in the city, <laughs> wow. shooting. Yeah, and we were in the middle of our um, big se fight sequence at the end of our project, and then we closed down like the day before. So we're like, wow, oh, we're so close to finishing, but. And you heard because I saw that New York now. That that's the one thing is that New York did this week lifted the restrictions on um, filming. I know that people maybe aren't so anxious to come running and get on planes and things, but did you, have you heard anything on the resumption of film schedule or nothing yet? Nothing yet. I mean, I hear some projects are going in pre-production, but no one really knows anything if like when it's actually going to be shooting. So I've had over the course of the last couple of months, these conversations with people in, in your field and in the entertainment field and everyone's sitting at home consuming, but nothing's being made. And we're going to come to this time very shortly where there's only going to be reruns. There's going to be nothing new to, to watch at all because there's nothing it's been right. I mean, we're talking about, it's, you know, even stuff that started to be made, there's so much unfinished things and they'll take time to finish them, edit them, you know, do all those things. It's going to be a strange, it'll be certainly yeah. uh, the end of the year, I think before we start to see new content. I know. I don't, and like all the halts and movies like Milan and like Black Widow, shouldn't they just I, release them and I'll pay money just to see them? Yeah, I agree. Movie. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I'm a big um, uh, Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond fan. I was waiting for that uh, the new one to come out. It was coming out in April and then they moved it. And I, I sat there. I was like, wow. I, I, I think that's sort of when I started to realize how serious it was. I was like, wow, they're pulling movies out of the theater and, and camping yeah. for years. And so it's, yeah. it's a crazy it's thing. So it is. Tell me about uh, what do you see? You're, you've had an opportunity to be home and reflect. What do you see for yourself, you know, beyond the pandemic? And what are your goals uh, in terms of your career? You're young, but you're super experienced, but you're so young in, in, in your career. What, what are you looking to do as you, as you take all of this experience and all of this uh, uh, that you have under your belt? What, what are you looking to, to do in the future as, as we sort of return to a, a new normal life? Well, I've been trying to transition transition into assistant coordinating um stunt coordinating so that's my ultimate goal is to do that because you can't be a stunt performer the rest of your life because your body just cannot take it sure yeah so that's the goal for me um i still want to create my own content though uh i'm actually still shooting some of my projects right now um 
I'll usually like get a crazy idea in the middle of the night and then I'm like writing it down because I want to do it. So I have a couple things I w- I'm going to be shooting soon. That's I'm great. Gonna- that's, that's great. And I think it's a great time for, um, you know, in speaking to people in a transition, you know, going from a time where there were so few women in the stunt world um, and then moving into where women became, you know, so many talented martial artists uh, of males, females, uh, moving into a time where females had a greater role and then now moving into a different phase. We spoke to Mindy Kelly, who's done, you know, stunt choreography and she, 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 she did uh, uh, such a great film. Um, I just lost the the name of the film, but uh, yes, yes, the art of something. One of my, I love that film, and talking to her about that, and and the fact that she had the opportunity that she was yeah. given, especially the fact that that film is so much about toxic masculinity, and yet behind the scenes you had a woman who was who was leading the 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 fight and stunt choreography. Yeah. I just think it's wonderful. It's a wonderful place. So that's great, and and I I think it's women like you that are really going to change the face of what. Um, of what people see. I, and for me in training uh, Taekwondo for the past over 30 years, wow. I've seen such a change where uh, it was largely a male, you know, most of the students were male to now the in, in the Dojang where I am, and I've been in the same place, you know, I've trained other places, but this is really a, my home Dojang. Um, most of the high achieving martial artists are women. Wow. They're great performers. They're great in the demo team. They're great spars. They have great flexibility. Um, and they work really, really, really hard. And it's, it's really a great, I think it's a great time for, for, for women in the arts. And, and, and hopefully it's, it transitions into that way for the entertainment part of it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen way more stunt, stunt women coming in into the industry. I've been seeing more stunt women coordinators. I've been seeing more directors that are women now. So I think um, things are changing for the positivity for this gender. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all about women empowerment right now. And I think we're getting more female role models like Mulan, like there's Atomic Blonde, um, yeah. Peppermint, like, you know, there's like definitely a trend right now. Wonder Woman, you know. Sure, sure. Great. Too great. Girls to be stronger, you know, and more independent, not, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty and Mermaid, Little Mermaid. So we sure. depended on man but you know now we don't have to now frozen is out where it's about her sister so uh, no, it's absolutely true and, and i haven't had the opportunity to interview uh charlize theron but you know um someone who's taking a, a lot of control right who's who's you know moving into areas of you know i didn't see the the, the new one that she's got on Netflix, but i hear it's terrific but spending all this a lot of time getting physically in shape, do, trying to do as many of her own stunts as possible, leading the way for things like that. I think it's great. I think it's an exciting time. And I think that the one thing about it that is really great is that we've transitioned from a time where people people want to see better and more realistic. And it doesn't matter to them from the standpoint of, um, you know, you could be a terrific actor, but if you're going to be in action and you're going to be in, uh, you know, martial arts films and action films, there has to be a level of realism for the action and for the fights. People just don't want to see, you know, these amazingly blurry um, stuff where they really can't see the action. You know, they, they, they want to see that. So, yeah, well, that's, that's great. We really look forward to um, seeing what it is that you're, you're, you're doing. I, I know that, that all of us are sort of in a pause right now, but uh, um, we're going to post a lot of information about 
um, your career. Like I said, I could probably, if I went and started to break down your career item by item, we probably could could do this till the pandemic was over because you're you're so prolific. You're you're a, an accomplished martial artist. You're an accomplished entertainer. Um, and, and I'm glad to see you're moving into a new phase of, of what it is you're doing. Let me ask you just, I like to ask people this question and, and there's no right answer, but do you consider yourself to be more of a martial artist or more of an entertainer or you never really thought about it or, or a mix? I think I'm a mix. Um, because when I look at people at my, um, like my old Taekwondo school or in Osanto Academy, um, you know, there's people like studying and reading books about the history of the of right. Filipino martial arts and like, well, this type of style came from this and in 19 something something like, and I'm like, oh my God, this, that's like incredible that you were like, that's like a martial artist. Like you're getting <laughs> like, the bones of it. And, um, you know, I have friends at Taekwondo that are like getting their third or fourth dawn now. And I'm like, God, you know, I should be doing that too, but I'm not. I'm like learning five other different martial arts. And, you know, they always say the beginning of your martial art career is when you get your black belt. Sure. Um, so in some ways I feel like, man, you know, I'm good. I'm okay at many martial arts, but I'm not a master at any of them. And for me, I think that's okay because I, that's just what I'm into. I just want to learn everything. And uh, I just, I, I love the variety of different martial arts. Um, so yeah, and, and, you know, I'm a very creative person, so I'm always trying to think of new things to do and like, you know, make different content for my YouTube channel. Like that's something that really drives me because it, it's like when you're on set, you're doing, you're under someone else's authority, you know, you right. don't have necessarily sure. a creative outlet that you may have with your own stuff. So I don't know. I think I'm a good mix because I do want to learn as much as I can in martial arts, but, um, but I'm, I feel like I'm still not hardcore like some people that I see. So, yeah. Well, thank, definitely... you, thank you for sharing that. That's great. That's a, that's a great way to look at it, I think. I think it's great. I think you've managed to do a lot to elevate. Listen, it is entertainment that has drawn most people into wanting to be in the martial arts to begin with, right? So even people that aren't necessarily always martial artists, the things that they've, they've done. But I think, you know, most people's first experience, if you, if you talk to most people and say, what, you know, why did you get involved in the martial arts? It's either going to be, you know, their parents wanted them to do it. It was a bullying incident, but 90% of the people I speak to, it was, they saw Bruce Lee, they saw the karate kid, uh, something of that nature that excited them and drew them into the martial arts. So you're doing, you're doing your part to, uh, elevate, uh, and, and keep people interested and excited in the martial arts. And, and I think it's great that you're balancing doing what work, but also doing creative things. So we look forward to that. So, so Lauren, Mary, Kim, I appreciate you talking to us today. Um, we look forward to, you know, following your career in the future. And, and I wanted to just thank you. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to close and, you know, our, our audience is a, is a worldwide audience and, and they're, they're excited about, about you talking to us. Is there anything that you want, any message you wanted to leave them with? Yeah, I think just um, right now, just try to stay positive, right? You know, even though we're martial artists, we always have to find the balance, right? So I think meditation, you know, grounding yourself, um, you know, that's very important. Healing the body. As much as we train, we have to heal the body and, you know, reserve everything so that we can be explosive later on. So, yeah, I think staying positive, stay humble and healthy.
That's great. There's the dough in the Taekwondo, right? The kicking <laughs> and the dough. So, well, thank you very much for speaking to us. It really has been a pleasure. We hope you're safe and we look forward to seeing you when the world uh, opens up again. So yes. thank, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>